these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey of High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I'm Danny Ryan, joining with you is Tony Scott How you doing Danny? Great, and Carl East Hey Danny Hey, so I think we're we're still riding high And it has nothing to do with some Hockey that we just saw. Vikings. Baby. Vikings. Skull Vikings. That was fun. As my uh, my uh, friend, good friend, Red Combs used to say, the Vikings with their purple pride <laughs> were really good today. Well, at least for one play they were. I was it wasn't a bad game. No, it was awesome. I, I thought they played three well. Three quarters of one play. Of Trying to throw it away. I had a different example, but I will say throwing the ball away. Yeah, it was exciting. Now, it, it, it made us think then of what some of the most exciting high school games or just hockey games in general that w- we can remember that we've experienced, whether, you know, just in our lives. So I think we should qualify. You have to, you have, to have seen the game. Yeah. Right? Because we were talking about a couple beforehand – and, and Tony and I were talking about what the 2011 the East Grand Rapids game. Unbelievable. And, and this is coming from a Grand Rapids fan myself. Like, this was our year. This was the year we go back. We don't have Pat White, but we can do it. They did not. No, my I, only comment on that game is that, you know, I, I was in college at the time out on the East Coast, and uh, I was very glad none of my roommates were home at my house when that game ended because I made, made some very unnatural noises. <laughs> How did you pick in that? Because that's my listed game, so I I would have listed that game, but we can't list it because I wasn't there. But I followed that thing on Follow the Puck on Twitter. And when yeah, I have radio, it, definitely. Yeah. Oh, you listen on the radio, like over the yeah. internet? Yeah, internet radio. Cool. And then there was video of it after the game, wasn't there, Carl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have yeah. that one on, on DVD. So. <laughs> yes, he does. That was an amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's, there's some epic ones in Section Seven AA. Oh God. Years. 10 years, 50 years, you know, type of thing. Um, Okay, my game has to be the Tommy Novak bar down game. 6.1 seconds left. St. Thomas Academy wins its third state championship in a row, 5-4 over Hermantown in 2013. This was just – this was a lot of fun. And Bruce Platt chases the refs all around the ice. There was was a phantom holding call that did not get called when – St. Thomas held Jake's the car. We cycled the puck on the power play, which we finally got late in the third period. And then cycle, cycle, cycle. Tommy Novak right in the slot, bar down, boom. Goes like goes on his knees to Tebow, and then he comes out with a Superman. It was just awesome. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to all the guys who I graduated with. It was just a it was a fun time. And then McGovern saw a lot of money from me afterwards. I love it. You sound like Chris Farley on Saturday Night It was awesome. It was so cool. Talking to Paul McCartney. It was so cool. Remember remember when you were in the Beatles? It was awesome. It was awesome. I was there. I still like making fun of Tommy Novak every time I see him. Just because, you know, 
He was untouchable that season. So. Yeah, I had Tommy in our now prospects combine the last two summers. He's very easy to make fun of these days. <laughs> <laughs> very fun. Very easy. Very easy. Okay, Carl, you want to go for yours? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there are a lot of East options, but I'll, I'll go away from East just to, to give someone else some love. And uh, one of my favorite memories was watching the, the 2011 White Bear Lake Hill Murray game. It was the section final at, at the Coliseum. Um, I was watching this online. I wasn't there, but. Um, uh, so White Bear, kind of in you know very Viking fashion, was up four to one, rolling along. Then they cough up three goals in the third period to Hill Murray. Then uh, uh, this game is just back and forth, dead even through through a couple of overtimes. Uh, ben Ba, who's Hill Murray's uh, Mr. Hockey finalist, their leader for this number one ranked team in the state, misses a wide open net in overtime. And then it was Matt by Jansen. a mile too, yeah. right, Carl? It wasn't mm-hmm. like it was just a little wide open. That like goaltender yeah. was out at the hash marks, and it was yeah. just, like it was he a missed it. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Mac Jansen won it for White Bear in double overtime. You know, and until this season, that has been the only time White Bear beat Hill Murray for a long stretch of time. So what is it a... about that Friday night four double A game? It's just insane. I, I, <laughs> that's why I, I'm proud to say that I was at the last game ever at the Coliseum. Yeah, just because that was yeah. the game that Stillwater beat Hill Murray. It was just like, like yeah. it, it just held so much. It's like the Coliseum was a terrible rink to watch games. Okay. Oh, you had to be like on 10 like, miles away. <laughs> you're 10 miles away. Literally you could run laps and like get a mile in around the rink. Yeah. And you had to be on one of the ends because there was like straight on, you had no perspective. And then, like, you just had to watch it from the end. It was just a terrible place, but a great atmosphere. It was crazy. It was loud in there, too. Yeah. Very loud. So it's my turn, right? Yes. So I'm going to go with – I'm going to act like a really smart hockey expert pundit here. Oh. And I'm Mm. very rare for me. I usually just go with the Dinah losing to Richfield in the 86 section semifinal. But I'm not going to go with that one tonight. I'm going to go with Duluth East beating Edina in 2015 semifinal. And the reason I say this game is because I've never seen a game in all of my high school watching career where, like, it was like a mob scene. It was like, you know, it was a, it was a normal high school semifinal game. It was pretty interesting. And then just as slowly but surely as, as Duluth East started to make it a game, and they get the stretch pass goal, and Ash pretty Altman. soon all – yeah, Ash Altman, I think it was, like, from LeMaster or uh, Major. Major. Like was, yep. Major, right? It was, like, it was, a beautiful it was play, right? playing in that game because uh, Ryan Peterson got hurt. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was an amazing pass. They score, right, on a breakaway, and all of a sudden the Eden Prairie fans were filing in for the semifinal game against Lakeville North. And Lakeville North fans, it, like the whole arena just started to turn against Edina. And uh, next thing you know, there's 18,000 people cheering for Duluth East and something that I've never seen before. It was an amazing For like the last three minutes, everybody was standing clapping. It was amazing. It was just, just and it wasn't like the, it wasn't this Edina, anti-Edina sentiment. It was just more this, this is an amazing atmosphere. And it just, it, it kind of made me feel good about high school hockey all over again, watching that game. So yeah, well, before I'll you like, know that that's my favorite sports moment of all time. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's Carl's one of Carl's favorite games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the way to describe that game, it was kind of you know when you're at like a sporting event and they try to get the wave going, 
and then like the first time, a couple times don't take. But then when the whole rinks or the whole stadium's going, like you're like, oh yeah, the whole, that's kind of like how that game felt. It was just the but way that's it started. Forced, though that's forced. Yeah. This was this was eighteen year old kids, fifteen year old kids for that matter, <laughs> making it happen. You know, it was amazing to watch. It was just something. And I, I, I another one would be Duluth East and Eden Prairie in two thousand eleven. It was that spectacular. <laughs> That was one of my favorite games. was it 2010? It was 2011. I get those years mixed up. But, yeah, it was the, the Kyle Rowell goal was something you know, you'll never forget. So I'll out myself a little bit here, but my first Class A final or 2A final was 2009 because I we only went to Class A stuff when I was in high school. We never stuck around, really. Yeah. And so, But then that was the Moorhead-Eden um, Prairie game and Luddy. And so then I still remember this. I'm sitting in club level, and it had been like 213 or something like this. Like, I sat next to all those people, and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then, <laughs> then on the other side of the rink, Eden Prairie had three full student sections, and every time they cheered, there was a wave of air that hit me. It was yeah. really cool. It was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast with guys who actually sat in section 200. You actually mm-hmm. sat in the 200 level as it was a, a dark, or, dark or, and terrifying no, like, time in my life. Like just barely, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. You that was so the, young. That was probably my favorite um, minute after segment from last year when yeah. we brought Tony up to the two, 2000 you know how many level. People texted me pictures from <laughs> the minute after that they photobombed us in, at certain points during the deal. I'm like, and that was the whole idea is we wanted to get photobombed by people. The best part of the whole minute after is when we get up to section 200 and this kid's holding a sign that says party at Sam's house. And then it had a Snapchat on there. It was just awesome. Yeah, it was good. You know, there's so many We could go Jefferson. Wait, Carl, what did you say? What's that? I said you could just taste the testosterone in the air in that 200 level. Oh, it's just gross. When Carl and I went up there like two years ago or something, and then like this group of guys started like surrounding a guy and a girl, and they just started going, kiss, kiss, Yeah, kiss. it's just gross. It's just gross. I don't like being up there. But now after doing Minute After, I know we'll do it again this year. Yeah. I think we'll do all of our Minute After in 200 and just – no, Let's no, just not go all. crazy. You can't we'll see if all. you still think that in, in March, Tony. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, Tony. Tony tends to skip that when um when we go off. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Anyway. Let's yeah. Talk about some games. Let's go. Let's go. No top ten first, then games. Oh yeah, let's do top ten. Let's hear it, Carl. Let's Wonder hear my top ten. I'll, I'll, all right. I hear you justify it. Okay. Number one, Minnetonka. Disagree. Yeah. Number two, St. Thomas. Uh, they should be number one. I think they should be number one. Uh, every team has one loss now, so just want to throw this out and there. And they're behind the St. team Thomas. they lost to. Uh, one was St. Thomas's loss. It was a while ago, but but they haven't played as many good teams lately either. Oh, first game of season in overtime. Mm-hmm. And and Carl, I just want to take a little bit of an issue with you with you saying like St. Thomas has got like a soft cupcake schedule coming up. They play Matamidi in Class A. They play Hill. They play Marshall. They Hill's play so barely Green, a top twenty team. Play and, and they just play the Imper- I mean, this is some cupcake who beat, schedule. Who beat 
who? Was I at that game? Yeah. I was at that game. Weird. I think St. Thomas should be number one. But Carl, they're your rankings. You're the you're the uh, mm-hmm. sage here. Yep. I guess he's better than us. On to number three. Number okay. three. Mm-hmm. Edina. Nope. Nope. No argument. Yeah. No comment. Okay. Four Duluth East. Yep. Yep. Five Holy Family. Yep. yep. Six is still Cretan, even though I'm not thrilled about that one. They're still there. They didn't lose. They were right there last week. week. Yeah, but, and they're and they're number seven, so they're right there. Yep. Uh, eight is Centennial. Got a nice win over Elk River this past week. And a great tie to Anoka. I, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number nine, we've got Brainerd uh, making its double A top ten debut, probably all time ever. Yeah, and they're about to get bounced after this yeah. week on Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 10 white that up. Also playing so much better lately. Yeah. I saw your writing on that one, and yeah, you're just basically grasping at straws after seven. Yeah, the mm-hmm. wheels on the bus in Moorhead are in yeah, West Fargo by now. Yeah, they'll, they'll turn it around. They'll turn it around, but the ship is... They'll turn it around. They got the Poseidon adventure going on. For yeah, I'm still not worried. They're just too good of a team. I think that team will still be in the state tournament. They just won't be a top five season. <laughs> they have less. There's crazy stuff here. Than yeah, I unless there's weird things that happen. That never happens. Do you want to talk right. about some games now? Yeah, let's go through our list. Sorry okay. about that. I'm going to rapid fire some um, scores off. Stop me if you find it interesting, okay? War Road 8, Crookston 1. Interesting. After Crookston won the first meeting. Just knowing what I know about the world roster, seven, eight, nine, ten kids on that team, I'm surprised how poorly they did to start the year. I think the team will, you know, just like typical Northern team, they'll get better as the season goes on. Um, Stillwater 2, Cretan 4. No surprise there. Man. I didn't yeah. um, Hermtown 3, Tonka 5. Good hockey game. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> mad that I didn't go to this game, but Pagel is kind of a cold drink, so... I thought it was a good game. I thought I thought Hermantown didn't. I made them number one in our class A today. I think they're the best team in class A. We'll, it'll, it'll prove out this week. Um, okay, let's talk about a game for a little bit. Um, Cloquet for Eden Prairie three. Good win for Cloquet. Now we we keep mentioning teams that just cannot read weird teams. Or, they're one of them for sure. Are they both weird teams? Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about playing Eden Prairie in my mind is you never want to play a team that has the better player on the ice. And Correct. I think Jack Jensen, in most all the matchups that Eden Prairie has, he's the best player on the ice. Yeah, he's one of the best three or four players in the state. So he's going to always going to be the better player. You know? and, and so then it just makes it really a weird dynamic. You never want to be down chips in that sort of sense. And I think, you know, Cloquet got the better of them on Friday night, but Eden Curry came got, out on uh, better of Eden the next night. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Carl, did you watch the Cloquet game? I did, yes. Yeah, and it, it seemed like Eden Prairie was just really out of sorts in a lot of that uh, game. Um, wasn't really gelling as a group. And meanwhile, I think I thought Landon Langenbrenner had one of his best games that I've seen out of him. It's really controlling play. Um, uh, it was opportunistic. They did what they needed to, and they really locked out in their own zone when they had to after they got the, the 4-3 lead early in the third. I, I was here, too, uh, at, in person at this game. I'm just more and more impressed with Dane Stoysenau. 
Soyman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, forgive that's me. That's a, a that's a tough one. Okay. But I, you know, he's six five, but he can actually he can move. Oh, he can move really well. He's a D one commit. You know, just waiting to happen. I agree. Um. So he he was very impressive. Okay, let's spend a little bit of time talk about the East debacle that was um, Saturday. It, I think at first we have to refer to this game got delayed an hour, at least an hour. <laughs> it was really <laughs> annoying. So the glass broke really at the final seconds of the warm up, and then it was like it was a big noise and it was like what was that? Like somebody shoot a gun, and then it was just because it fell onto the metal part of the benches yeah. and so then it, it's literally like everybody's standing around like at the rink like what should we do and it's like you take the glass out grab a trash can and put glass in and it, it just took forever for them to like figure out like the strategy on that well just to you know anything about how the community center uh, created there there's a there's a, there's a there's a swimming pool there's there's a million other things going on there. It's like it's like the hockey arena is just one of many things. Where if you go to Bloomington Ice Garden or Braemar, that's a hockey rink. And there's hockey people who deal with the hockey rink. Yeah, you have Umalupas coming. Eden, Eden Prairie is like, uh, yeah, I got help in uh, the hockey facility. There's some hockey thing going on over here. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> like you never get the feeling that it's a hockey rink when you're at that no. facility. No, because you walk in and you're like. Uh, do I go right, yeah. left, straight? Can I get a Slurpee over here, and then I can go, <laughs> you know, take a sauna over there? It's just weird. It's a little bit weird. I'm not a big fan of that. I like hockey rinks, not community rinks. Yeah. So. Um, but let's talk about the game a little bit. I thought the, the Hounds came out with a flash. They score within, like, eight seconds or something like that. And they were on fire, and then I guess – the third period showed up and the wheels fell off a little bit. Yeah. What was your take on this game, Carl? It was an odd kind of game. I mean, we had goals scored, I think, within 30 seconds of the start of every period. So that was odd. Um, and there was a the stretch in the middle of the second when, you know, East had a one-goal lead, was looking pretty good. They take the five-minute major, but they kill it off, and then right after that, they have a, a breakaway chance to really, you know, go up two goals, kind of ended at the end of the second, but they missed it. And I think that was when Eden Perry kind of realized, okay, we still got a shot here, and then came out, popped two quick ones earlier in the third, and then uh, you know, East, you know, threw everything but the kitchen sink out Eden Perry the last few minutes, but just couldn't score. So East didn't play terribly. I mean, there were a couple of bad stretches, but I think it just goes to show how tight a lot of these top teams are. You know, East played an okay game, but had a couple of bad moments, a couple of bad rebounds. Um, I think another complaint I have about East player recently is I, I've noticed that they give up a lot of their goals when the WMD line is on the ice, actually. Um, I thought that I'm questioning their work rate at all. It's just like I think sometimes they're a step ahead trying to, you know, get up ice, and sometimes they just get bogged down in their own zone. I, I, I do want to ask one question, Carl. Is Eden Prairie one of these top teams then? I think, you know, they they have the talent to make a play for it. Um I, I'm, not, I'm not certainly saying that they're a obvious top ten team, but they're they're in the hunt. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the section final. I I just don't see it. I don't see it either. I just after watching them, it, it's just there's something not there. It's more than just Casey out there type of thing. No, I I I, I was talking to Lee Smith this week uh, about some other stuff. We were talking about. And, 
his take is, hey, it doesn't matter. You know, January doesn't matter. You know, all late February is when it all matters. And it's, he and Lee's done it before. So it's not like this is his first rodeo. I believe that they can do it. I won't be surprised if they end up in the state tournament because uh, they have the talent. Yeah. But I just see Holy Family right now, and they're so good. And I see Minnetonka's even better, you know. And then you have these little ch- Chaskas and Prior Lakes that are just upset-minded. Yeah. I, I just don't see them coming out of that section. I have to agree to disagree with Lee here in the sense that January does matter. Is you need to be rolling in January by yeah. that point. Yeah. They have six wins. Yeah, and they're playing late conference scouts this year coming up. It's going to be tough mm-hmm. to I mean, if they go much over 12 wins to end the season, no, it doesn't matter. It's a three-game season, you know? I go rip off three in a row, and you're going to excel again. I agree, but you have to beat two really good teams that are better than your first-round game, probably. Yeah, well, yeah. I know, and, and their first-round game will be tough. Yeah, yeah. You know? I just... The first-round game will be tough. Holy Family will be tough. And then, obviously, or Minnetonka might give because they're the... See if they're gonna play Tonka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. But they're gonna have Tonka they're gonna face Tonka twice between now and then. So they're gonna be very familiar with how to beat Tonka. So again, I can see Lee pulling this off and I won't be surprised. I still think they're about a thirty three percent bet to go to state. There is, I don't know. I I read more into East into this game than I do. Eden Prairie. I think he still has a couple question marks, and I think Carl mentioned it. WMD line is very good, but you know when they're out there, they're. It's funny you call them defensive liabilities. Yeah. Hopefully, so. hopefully Mike's not listening. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike's wearing sweatpants because I he's always not wears... listening. By the way, but <laughs> nope, not a chance. Although whenever I see him at the rink, he's like he greets me like his long last friend. He's like, Hey, Tony, how you doing? I'm like. No, I am. You're like a legend. I'm just like a blogger guy. The best was at Pagel. So, like, he's sitting out in the Pagel lobby just on a high chair, like, for a couple hours before the game, just greeting people. He's a really yep. nice guy. Oh, yeah, we're not complaining about like, That way. Okay, let's talk about some more scores. Um, Elk River 3, Centennial 5. Cougars on track until they tie earlier in the week in Noka 4-4. I got a couple they, need, they needed guys. that one. That guy sent me pictures from Centennial. You've seen it. I post them. It seems like every time I get a picture, couple of good pictures, I post them. They go Centennial commentary. He sent me pictures of the Anoka Centennial. But I have nothing for you. <laughs> go Vikes. It was so funny. It was like this. I give up. Kind of going to it. Um, talk about a team that struggling right now. Duluth Marshall 2, Cloquet 4. Early Go to the next week. one. Go to the next one. Yeah. Uh, no, the next Duluth Marshall score. Let's what was the one. other Duluth Marshall score? Come on. I write it Champlin Park Oh, three. yeah. Duluth Marshall 1. <laughs> because I looked by it because it was the Champlin Park score. I, I, I'm literally, I'm going to the girls' scores. I'm like, this has got to be an error. This has to be a mistake. That, that. Nope. It's Whenever not. I bring think of Champlin Park, it's only in an upset format type of Well, thing. Champlin's got this goalie named Brennan Boyce who can literally steal he's a bank robber. He is. He's a redheaded bank robber. <laughs> <laughs> he will steal games. I'll never forget Rhett Pitlick and Bray, uh, Bolson, these guys playing Peewees back in 2013. He had 77 shots on goal. <laughs> 
Champlin almost beat Wise in the first round of PBA regionals. People are like, who's the Champlin kid? I'm like, it's Brennan Boynton. He will do that to you. <laughs> He's an amazing goaltender. He should be a Division One type of goaltender. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised if they got beat. You know. Um. Okay. Talk about a good goalie. East Grand Forks two, Lake of the Woods one. No. That's an interesting score up in 8A. Well, that was one of our guys um, that we were going to take in our draft. I had him picked, but switched him to a different goaltender. Lemuel Caradice is a great goalie. For like a wood. For the Bears, yeah. Um, another good goaltender, but lost in this one, came Cryback. Virginia squad will lose it 4-3 to three to Hibbing. This was a shocker. This is a really big shocker. I watched both teams play back-to-back at the end of December. It was night and day who was better. Virginia was three goals better than Hibbing, and if you got the score, that's very surprising. I had to knock Virginia, one of my favorite teams, out of the top ten this week. But Sight did score, I think, two goals in the third period, but it was just they ran out of time. Yep. Um, okay, St. Louis Park 4, Blake 4. Uh, so a friend of mine was in town, wanted to see some high school hockey on that night, and I said, go to Blake, St. Louis Park. He sent me a text like 10 o'clock that night. I said, went into overtime. He goes, thank you. Great recommendation. <laughs> really appreciate it. <laughs> that is a good game. Yeah, I said, this is a good game. It's going to be tight. Uh, Blake will be packed at St. Louis Park right next door. They they travel well. Yep. Um, they'll have a lot of fans there. Blake will have a lot of fans there. It'll be a great game. Whoever went to that game was not shortchanged. A good game that I saw, Mount West Tonka won Orno 2. And Orno wins in like the final minute or so in this game. Yeah. It, and they had a scratch and crawl to get back. Because Mount's goaltender, pretty dang good. And, yeah. and, and Orno just, they're very good, but they're temperamental sometimes as well. And this Mount team, very good skating team. I know, we called that early, early before the season. I said, watch out for Mount. I'm okay with saying Mount might come out of that section. I am too. I, and mm-hmm. I, but that section is a total toss. <laughs> Weird total section toss. right there. Yeah. Um, okay, Lakeville South 2, Holy Family 3, overtime. Not surprised. Are you surprised that Lakeville South then lost the East two as well? No, on not surprised. Nothing makes Lakeville South so surprised. Um, how about Maple Grove zero and over four? No surprise. Yeah, to be expected. To Carl, what's QRF doing with Andover right now? Uh, they're they're in the top ten. I don't think this week has come out as of this point, but they were seven last week. So QRF is an Andover fan. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So will they be the number two seed? They, they even have a shot at being number one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. So a note on a note on Maple Grove. I know that Connor Kelly and uh, Tyler Bork are out of the lineup for Maple Grove. So any of those people just staring at scores and realizing why Maple Grove is doing so poorly and this having a swoon. When you're missing two or three of your top defensemen, you're going to have trouble. Yeah, that makes sense. And they just have no second, third line. They're a one-line team, and not getting any other scoring punch from their second and third line, that's, and you can see it. They're just not mm-hmm. getting the production. Well, and Hater can't save everything. Hater? Hater. Can't save everything. <laughs> you know, if you're missing your top, you know, defensemen. In the Danny Ryan can't pronounce his name. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Um, okay, big section game, Monticello 4, North Branch 3, overtime. Yeah, that's a pick and loss for me. Oh, and four. <laughs> but <laughs> the Moose, this is a big game for the Moose. They're in the number one seed now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've talked to a couple coaches in the 5A, and they've all kind of said, yeah, Monticello is in the rivalry game of the state, War Road 4, Rose 06. It's a really exciting game, actually. It went down to the wire. And then you dropped the bit of knowledge that Rozo was wearing some special unis? Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're from Rozo and you listen to our show, uh, a picture farther than 700 feet away of the national <laughs> anthem would be appreciated of this uniform. It was a, a commemorative 70-year anniversary or 75-year anniversary jersey they wore. And I get a picture from, like, you know, the final roll of, of, the, of the arena. So if you have anything, I'd love to see a picture of that, that jersey. Send it down, send it, tweet it to us, email it to us, whatever. Yeah, and if you're from Rozo and want to sell that jersey, my Twitter handle is at Ryan. 16. Yeah. Uh, that's the same as the Gmail account. Just email me over, and I will make that happen for you. Yeah, I don't think that's Well, it was worth a try. Yeah. Uh, Morehead 0, Brainerd 5. Carl, this is when you really dumped Morehead at someone. Like. Yeah, we well, it's a 10-goal flip from the first meeting. I mean, oh, Morehead beat Brainerd 6-1 to in December. Now they're losing 5 nothing. I mean, <laughs> that's quite the change. Yeah, they just can't seem to, uh, more just can't seem to put together. They seem to put together fine against Breck on Saturday night. Yeah, it was yeah. like a touchdown and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor Breck got the anchor taken out on them, but. Eh. Yeah, but Breck's fighting some injuries, I'm pretty sure, as well. So, but yeah. It's been know, ugly lately. Yeah. Um, okay. Maple Grove did beat Anoka, which teams can't do, which... I love it. I, just, I, I had a Saturday pick six, and I went, my sixth one was Anoka beating um, Maple Grove, and I said upset special, and of course it worked perfection. Like later on, three hours later, I get troll. See ya, Tony. See ya. Didn't get it right, Tony. Someone got, you know, you didn't get it right. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm just trying to get an upset. You know, if you're gonna just pick, I could have gone on there and picked six of the easiest winners ever, but you gotta pick like tough ones. Yeah. And yeah. I picked one upset and I didn't get it right. Big deal. It's two to one. Yeah. Anoka, come yeah. on. Um, how about this upset special? Stillwater two, Eastridge three. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Cir- circle the wagons. Right? Yeah. And this is a section game, I'm pretty sure. No, it's not. It's Woodbury, Woodbury. Woodbury's Woodbury and Eastridge in different sections. I don't know. That's a literal down the street split. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then the last game, Hill 2, Matamidi 4. Matamidi comes back and wins this. Makes the. By the way, neither of the high school Twitter feeds reported a final score. Then. I, was, <laughs> I was I was tracking the games uh, all from three o'clock till ten o'clock yesterday, all throughout Twitter online, listening to games, doing stuff, and I'm waiting for a final. Neither one of the Twitter feeds reported a full. It was just four to two. Montemita scores. You go back and forth between Twitter feeds. Neither one reported a final. I'm like, well, I just can take that as over then. Well, Montemidi, if they beat St. Thomas, I don't know if they'll get a tie. 
No, they won't tie the next conference. So St. Thomas is in the driver's seat right now for yep. winning the conference, which first time in a while. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, Montemita is normally a team that sticks in people's call. I they do. They do. All right, what's next? Um, let's. I want to give some love to a red black player of the week. All right. Um, Jack Gorgon. Good pronunciation there. You're 10 for 10 on that one. Oh, thank you. Um, from Armstrong Cooper, scored three goals and two assists in an 8-1 win over the Osseo Orioles. Orioles. Yeah. yeah. No, albeit Osseo, but still, five points. That's you good. Had, you yeah, your yeah, hand yeah. in a lot of games. He's a good player. I've seen him play in the Red Black League a couple different times. Yeah. Nice player. Strong and stick. Uh, not surprised if he's doing having a big year. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Red Black League, great league. If you're, if you're a high school player, high school parent tuning in looking for a spring or fall, uh way to keep the uh, skates, you know, the blades wet. You go out there and play some hockey, non-check hockey, uh, highly competitive, a lot of varsity. You know, maybe some JV kids are heading into varsity next year type of hockey. Kids from all over the place. Uh, they'll match up teams from all over. Last year, my son played for Jefferson, played with a bunch of kids from Sartell. Now he's buddies with guys from Sartell, who these guys who would never get normally gotten to meet. It's a good way to socialize, good way to meet uh, new people, great way to just play some hockey in the fall and the spring to uh, just kind of stay, stay in shape. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got a couple players that are, I call it the uncommitted list. We have our, by class, there's, we have our, we updated our top five uncommitted on YHH last week. I'm going to take the top five in all the classes and take the guys who I think we're getting the most interest of, the most offers, uh, or the most to offer. Uh, number one would be Mike Borlicky at, at Edina. Um, he's got uh, multiple offers from majors. Uh, he should be committing any time in the next few weeks. Now, a tweet that I did see is um, Edina split their D, so Boltman and Burrington split, and Borlicky and uh, Reiner split. split. Yeah. With each other. And so I just think this is interesting to know with Edina, um, and it's probably an adjustment made after the White Bear Overtime. It's like Dr. Frankenstein over there. I mean, they have some of the good parts. It's like kind of splitting hairs. When I hear reports like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, you just move this great guy, move him to this great guy. Maybe that'll work greater, you know. Okay, Carl, so I'm going to shut up for the rest of the show, and you don't need to talk to me. <laughs> Fine. Yep, we're done here. I'm on a roll. When I hear reports like this, I don't judge them. The daily don't give me additives. No, I'm just saying. It's like if, you, if, you're, if you're talking about, you know, some other player, but the Dinah's got so many great Bs. Okay. So many great Bs. Just ride the Dinah train, I guess. All right. Uh, next player is George Granis from uh, Duluth Marshall. He's a tighter from uh, Maple Grove, uh, getting a lot of interest. This is a kid who's getting a ton of interest from Duluth East here at work. Uh, 20 <laughs> goals. That's pretty amazing already. How many helpers, though, Carl? Not a lot. Not many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of lots of goals and assists, Matty Gleason from Creek and Durham Hall continues to pace out at about 50 points this year. You know, stud. He is amazing. Great player. So those are my top five on committed. Borlicky, Granis, Hyder, Wirtz, and Gleason. I take all of them. <laughs> so would I. So would I. All right, uh, let's move on to our fantasy draft. Last week we did the double uh, A uh, teams. Now we're going to go to single A players. 
how do we actually distribute, distribute this? Do we read off our list? Do we go by section, or how do we do it? Exactly? No, we went through how we pick players. Pick through I'm going to guess that you didn't write. I did not order. write them down in the order. So I, I did. Was, you wanna, <laughs> I, do, I have them. <laughs> yeah. Do you have yours too? Uh, all right. Well, I can make mine up as you guys go. So I went first. You went uh, first in the fantasy class A pick. The first overall pick from five A. North Branch Viking forward Brady Meyer. All right, easy number one second. pick. Easy. easy. This was our number one pick. Whoever won number one was going to pick. And quite frankly, I think the number two pick was pretty much a dead giveaway too, because you're looking by the, you were looking for the strongest player in the weakest sections. So we think the weak one of the weaker sections is five A, and then I think the next one would be three A, and I went with Casey Cruz. From uh, Laverne, Carl. Yep. Okay. So with those two obvious ones taken, I uh, dip into some deeper sections. I got uh, Bailey Huber, the goalie from Matamida. He's probably the top goalie in Class A. And then uh, the top goaltender in the state. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and uh, Casey Callick, the defenseman from East Grand Forks, who's the top player in 8A, I'd say. So another easy call there. And then I came back. I can't remember my exact order, but let's just say I went this way. I went. I went with Luke Newman, uh, going with another section that I thought was was, you know, starving for players. So I went with Luke Newman out of Section 1A at Rochester Lourdes, and he was my second pick. Um, with my second pick, I went with Alex's um, Ben Doherty, a forward for 6A. Um, really, we talk, when we talk about Alex getting healthy, it was mainly Ben Doherty. Um, and then I get two picks here. So my second pick is Darian Goats. Am I saying that right, Jimmy? Yep. Perfect. Um, defenseman for Hermantown out of 7A. Goats is really the, the stable house on their blue line and really a good player, too. And this one won't come as a surprise. My third pick is going to go Tyler Watkins, 7A, Hermantown. As long as you're sticking on the Hermantown bandwagon. Waddy's one of my favorites. Always has been, always will be. Um, so I go him with third. He's a lunch fail kid. My guy. Sure. My guy. Carl? All right. Um, looking to Section 3, um, Casey Cruz may be gone, but his line mate with the great name, Declan Beers from Laverne, is still there. I'll snap up that Laverne forward. And then, uh, what? Go ahead. Okay. Then my second second pick, as we wrap around here, um, with Huck Sorok from Minneapolis, a very solid defense that they've got there. Like it. I like him. Uh, it was funny when we were doing the draft before the show. He goes, "Now, wouldn't it be great if I could get Jack Cousy from Mankato East? I'd have a, I've had a Spears and a Cousy. <laughs> that was a good one. Boom, 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 boom. boom. All right, so you go Huck Rock. I'm going to go back. Uh, my third pick, fourth pick now, would be, I think I went with Jaron Hirschfeld, St. Cloud Cathedral, on the blue line. Um, and then I went to the blue line as well, out of 8A in Lake of the Woods, Nate Coleman. He's got over 20 points and over 10 goals. And I saw Nate Coleman play in the Elite League. And he just stood out. He's like six one, and he's just a big player. He plays big. Good player. Um, and then I went to 2A um, for my goaltender um, from Orno, Evan Babacule. Yeah, good. Good last name, too. Good hockey name. Babacule. Babacule. 
Great name. All right. Uh, I'm I'm going back to 4A defenseman junior from Matamidi Wyatt Bagley. Go with him. He is my fifth pick. All right. Carl. And I'm up again. Um, I decided to give a little love to a Pine City player who uh, really had a notable week this past week. He scored a 200 point, which I don't care where you play. That's pretty impressive. So, uh, Jonah Bergstrom from Pine City making my team. Then, uh, the Dragons, right, Carl? Yes, they are. yes and they're, they're a pretty solid team in 5A this year. Yeah. Um, Peter did a Peter did a really nice write up on on Friday. Uh, he also fights with some fibrosis too, so oh. so he goes through a lot of different treatments on a daily basis, thirty to forty five minutes of treatments every day. So that's a cool story. Shout out to uh, Peter on a great story. Shout out to Jonah for going over two points. Yeah, <laughs> good pick there, Carl. Thank you. And uh, my second pick here, you know, my section one player is going to go with Seth Carcel, the defenseman from Rochester Lords. Yeah, good player. Two Lords guys make the team. Good. Mm-hmm. And then that comes back to me. I'm going to go Troy Dahlheimer, uh, Monticello, one of those big-time forwards that uh, the Moose have. Uh, I like him. And then I went down south for my next two picks, so I want Mason Plant out of Marshall, nice. 3A. Forward, and then I went Brady Swenson forward for the Scarlet to make the Brandon Swenson. Oh, why did I say Brady? Well, so not. We have Brady Meyer. Uh, there was there's a Y with the next player on the in my list, so that's I'm a red lower. That's why. And then you come back to me, and I go. I'm looking for who I haven't picked up yet. Oh, I'm gonna go defenseman Nick Girardi from Orno. He had a good game when I saw him this week too. He's good, dynamic. Mm-hmm. All right, Carl. All right, so well, you two took your Section 7 and 6 players early, so I put some sitting on those ones for the end here, so I know I can get some great players. And I, I, I you know, to just take Jake Seitz out of Virginia, a potential Mr. Hockey finalist. Also, Nate Warner, who's the leading scorer for a very good St. Cloud Cathedral team. Excellent, excellent. Um, and, then, and then my final pick is goaltender Carter Creer from East Grand Forks. Yeah, and, uh, and then my final pick is Sam Hyde um, for Matamidi for the game-tying goal against Hill Murray earlier in the season. Not, not an irrelevant player for Mr. Irrelevant, right? No, no definitely not. I don't know who our Mr. Irrelevant was last year. I don't remember. It's Matt, Matt Fitzgerald. Oh, oh nice oh, call. Good job, <laughs> Carl. Wow, Carl. It's, so I have it written down right next to what I just wrote down here, but yeah. <laughs> Well, that was a fun little segment. Lots of players, too. Lots of players digging around here. Yeah, yeah. Especially in those far-off sections. It's fun to dig those guys out. Yeah. Um, We want to talk about some games upcoming? Yeah. Let's talk. Um, I'll go through a list. Stop me if you see any interesting ones. Andover Moorhead. I think this game is interesting. Interesting, yeah. You know, you have one team doing pretty well in Andover, and Moorhead trying to find itself. What do you think, Carl? Yeah, so it's two teams going in really different directions. So I'm going to go on a limb and say Moorhead finds itself, but you never know. Yeah, it, it, I just it's up in Moorhead. I, I think the Spuds kind of have the advantage there. They've been playing better at home hockey, it looks like, um, for the most part. So I don't know. Um, Lake Conference play also starts up this week. Eden Prairie plays Tonka. Um, 
that do anything for you guys? No. No. I, mean, I think Taka's a better team. I think so, too. But it is kind of a section game, too. So. Yeah. I think both teams will get up for it, but I think Tonka wins it. Yep. Um, Centennial and Blaine, and, and before you say anything, Elton and Maple Grove, so the Northwest Suburban is kind of cannibalizing itself um, yep. this week. Um, both these games are really too much for me. I wouldn't drive to see either of those right now. No. But I'm curious to see the box score. Right. Um, Lakeville South plays Edina on Friday. Could be an interesting game. You know, it depends how Lakeville South plays earlier in the week, you know, whether or not to buy them. Brainerd plays Duluth East on Friday. I might try to look at the game. Statement game for the Warriors. Uh, I was thinking, you know, like when I saw this right now, I was like, you know, it's debatable to drive up there on Friday. No, I I had the time. I was going, but I'll be in uh, Blaine. I'll be in Sportacularville for the next three days straight. Um, Carl, any thoughts on that game before I move on? I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, neither of you have seen Brainerd yet this season, right? No. Uh, yeah, so staff, my staff has seen Brainerd, but I have not. So they're they're kind of a big unknown right now, and I think the top fifteen, at least in, in this in these circles. So I, I'm not sure what to expect on on Friday. And that's why I'm debating driving up to Duluth. I'm debating it. You might have a roommate Friday night. Yeah, wow, you, that's you, funny. You, well, you know, I've got a guest bedroom if you need one. Oh, sorry about that. So, go ahead, Carl. Finish that. <laughs> no, I was just saying, Danny knows he has a guest bedroom here if he needs one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. As I was saying, I was talking to Lee Smith, and he said, don't sleep on Brainerd. They're really good. And then the next day, boom. Yeah, I, I saw partial of Brainerd versus the mill. But that was a different Brainerd team than I think we're playing right now. Well, Northern team that gets better the season goes on. Yeah. And they have plenty of talent. Plenty of talent. What about Elk River? I can't do that. <laughs> Elk versus Anoka is this week. That's an interesting matchup. He kind of plays Hill on Friday. Or not Friday, Saturday, I mean. And Holy yeah. Family plays Mount. At Mount. That could be a sneaky game. That's a sneaky one. Yeah. I had to sneak that one in there. I, I think like that. that. That's a sneaky game for Holy Family. Yeah, because really, Mount is going to be loosey-goosey. They got nothing. At home. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Baylor is going to be rocking. The conference is done for them. They have they lost to Orono. You know, yeah. like, what does it matter to them? They just want to be Holy Family. I know. I think it'll be good. I think and, they, and you know what? Holy Family's taking plenty of Mount kids out of their back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, plenty. So, I think this could be kind of interesting. I, yeah, and I, I really did like Mount when I saw them. So, pick them. Let's do it. Let's recap of how Tony <laughs> did last week. Okay, moving yeah. on. Uh, how did I, I do, you? Tony? I went 0, 4, and 1. Yeah, cool. So we don't count the ties, but the, I did have you a went tie. Over the tie you, you can predict a tie, but you cannot count a tie nope. as a no, 1. No, I'm like, I, I, I didn't go. You went over I 5. You got skunked. You got zero points. I got zero wins. Okay. You got zero points. And now I'm in last place with 13 correct picks. Okay. And you got a lot right, Danny. You got oh, four. So how many points am I at now? You got 14. With an asterisk of 16, by the way. But no. We, we will discuss okay. that. Okay. And Carl got a, picked up a couple. He's at 18. Ooh, three. Yeah. Down. Hey, I'm not chasing anyone down going over. Okay. <laughs> All right. First game, uh, Danny, you... Uh, on the tee first with Lakeville South, Lakeville North. This is because I have the honor. Because uh, <laughs> we're going to order. 
Um, games at North, so I'm gonna be parking up at the school. Oh God, I, I don't. I'm gonna be here 100 percent sure. What day is this game? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, so if the fans there, I'm gonna be just disappointed as normal. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go south. I I think this is south to lose type of thing. Jack Olson. But Garrett Daly is fun. I'm not going to Garrett Daly. Like Brand. Yeah. And whichever other Bowling Green commits want to go there. That's right. Did you see Taylor Schneider committed to Bowling Green over the weekend? I know. We're going to change their mascot. (laughs) (laughs) Bowling Green Panther. Get rid of those brown and orange oh, uniforms. No, they're not. <laughs> okay, Carl, change Carl, the subject. Who do you got? I will take Lakeville South also. Yeah, you look at the recent results. Big win over Eden Prairie. Uh, narrow loss to Holy Family. It seems like they're playing pretty well against some pretty good teams right now. He puts rationality in the pickles. Yes, he does. Maybe that's why I'm winning. Hmm. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, I'm going to get at least one right this week. I go first on this pick. It's Hermantown Greenway. I'm going to go Hermantown. Carl? Yeah, I'm sticking with Hawks. Would love to pick the upset here, but I I just can't do it. Are you going in this game, Carl? I'm contemplating it. We'll see. Okay. Can I gooch them? You can gooch them. Then I'm going to the hop. Gooch is definitely I think this okay. is a goochable game. So you're gooching them so they will lose in the, in the, in the, the long-standing five-year run. run will end at Hodgins Barago. Right? The snake pit's the snake pit for a reason. All right, all right. It was two to one last time they played there two years ago. So. Two to one? Only two to yeah, one? Yeah, it was only two to one. Yeah. I remember that game. And... They have White Hummus, and that team was loaded. Sandlin and Sandberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hockey day pick. Here we go. St. Cloud and St. Cloud Cathedral. Carl, you get to go first. I am going to go with Cathedral here. I, I, St. Cloud has been on a very nice run. If you look at the computerized, good computerized rankings, they're ahead of Cathedral right now. But I think Cathedral is a, a more complete team, has more higher-end talent. Okay. Danny? See, Carl, again, goes rationality. I went to a Catholic school. I got to go Catholic school here. (laughs) (laughs) I really picked because of mascots, and I'm second place right now. (laughs) Both teams have amazing uniforms. No, they don't. Or like Cathedral's uniforms. Cathedral's uniforms are bad. I don't like amazing. No, no, no. no. They're amazing. They're ugly. You need swag. I'm oh, they're no. great uniforms. I wish. I, I cannot be going. Uh, I think I'm going to take the public school here because I went to a public school. So, <laughs> I, and I'm going to go the duplicate public school, Tech Apollo Victory over you, rich kid Catholics, uh, <laughs> cathedrals right here. Dude, no, I mean, I just, we just, we just kind of have a pick em segment where every pick we pick the same pick. I'm going. I'm going to go St. Cloud. Okay, fair enough. Uh, then we go back to uh, Danny. You lead off this game. This is White Bear Lake, Creek, and Durham Hall. This is a great pick game. 
I don't know who to pick. This one's really up in the air for me, too. I'm going to go Creed here. There's your Catholic kid again. Yeah, but I think... Yeah. Okay, I think the best defenseman is Owen Gallison in this game, but the best forward is Mac Leeson by far. And I'm going to go with the best forward in this game because I think Colting's going to be at a premium. Uh, I'm going to stick with uh, the public school team again here. I'm going to go... You want them to have their own tournament, too? (laughs) (laughs) Peter and I have a talk about that every time. It's, like, so funny. Get rid of the private. That's what we always say. It's super funny. So, no, I don't think that. Um, I'm going Wiper Lake here. I think they're a better team. They're more seasoned. This will be a really good action. Six and seven. Proves a lot with both Absolutely. teams. Carl? So I was, I was going to pick Creedon, but I realized I would have the same pick as Danny on all four games so far, and I don't feel <laughs> safe doing that, so I'm going to pick Wiper. All right. Because you want to pick somebody who went undefeated? Yeah, this game is really tough. <laughs> last one. Rosemount and Eastview. Now, I, I do want to note something. We didn't talk about Moorhead Centennial yet, the primetime game in, in Hockey Day. Uh, I don't care that much about it. Is that yeah. bad to say? It's Hockey Day, though. It's, it's you know a lot of pageantry. It's on basically statewide television. It's going to be great. Great for, it's great for high school hockey to have a game of, of that magnitude played on statewide TV. Yeah. In St. Cloud. Yeah, is the I, game I, sexy? No. But is it great? Yes. And I think it's kind of intriguing in that there are two teams that, you know, are trying to prove they belong in the top ten. They're kind of there. Um, if teams can upset, it could end up mattering for state seeding. So there's some intrigue there. Here's a question. If Carter Ranclap does dirty things in this game, is he Mr. Hockey? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. No, no, he can't. I mean, he can't do those bad things you're talking about. He's just so sick. He's a great player. But I don't think you can win Mr. Hockey on this stage. Yeah. They got to do a lot more as a team. Okay. No, really just, big, just a question. You got to be the one. You have to be, you know, NHL draft pick. You have to be leading a team to state tournament. And right now, they're not. This doesn't push them over the edge. Is he a finalist? Yeah, no doubt about it. But I don't think, no matter what he does in this game, it doesn't, you know, annoy him as the Mr. Hockey, you know, front runner. <laughs> well, I, think I don't that, think we have one right now, do we? I, I show for an, a couple weeks away, but still, I don't yeah, think we have one. But I, I think they'll be prepping this pretty hard during the broadcast of two Mr. Hockey finalists and yeah. Lucas McGregor and yeah. Carter Rancliffe. But I just, I agree with you. I don't think that Carter can buy his way into being Mr. Hockey with a outstanding performance, like a penalty shot goal in this that's just like unreal well, type of funny. thing. There was, a, there was a tweet, you know, they beat Breck like 13-1 or whatever, but there was a tweet. Was, yeah, Carter was his 587th Highlight real goal of the year, something like that. <laughs> it's, it's true, though. It's yeah, it's very it. true. Yeah. Will we be surprised if he does something crazy? No. He's not that kind of player. Still, be still. Yeah. Um, so we'd leave that game out. Who would you have picked? I don't want it. I, it's such a weird game. They're going to pick Moorhead just because of the two line depth that they can provide with the, yeah. the law firm. Carl, who would you have picked? Moorhead. 
Though I would advise likely because they lost to Andover on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I would I would have picked Morehead as well. Yeah, I, I think I think we're okay. With They're a nose better than Freckle past the nose. All right, our last pick. This will wrap up the show here. Uh, Rosemount Eastview. This is a tough one. Seth section. Major, double A, major section implications. Yeah. This is a Control the two seed. Type game. Yeah. Um, I I don't really know who to pick. I'm going first. I'm literally like reaching into a hat. Rosemount is on a major roll right now. Yeah. And Eastview is really starting to find their stride. Uh, I'm going to go with the older team. I'm going to go with Eastview. And then that leaves Carl next. Yeah, so uh, Eastview won the first meeting 5-1, to one, which is pretty good, and Lightning always strikes twice, so going Eastview. Woo! Wow! I, I can't ride a Lightning. No, but you got luck with the Irish, and that's where I'm going to... I'm going to go with the Irish, and I was going to pick the Irish anyways. I think he's got these guys rolling. Um, Interim coach. <laughs> this is a really weird. It, it's like when Edge Ogeron was like the interim coach at the LSU, and they're like, "Yeah, fine, we'll make you the coach." It's like, no, like they're winning, like they're doing yeah. great. Yeah. Saints is doing a good job, and they're hot too. Yeah, this is a there's a tough week here. A pickup, really tough week, and some exciting hockey. And then I think next week is when the uh, Lake Conference really starts to. Ramp up. up. Yeah. We're going to get Tonka. Tonka Dynagan. It's coming. You can yeah. feel it coming. Yeah, those are going to be fun. It. Yeah, there's going to be some good hockey coming down the road here. You got Hockey Day. Yeah. A lot to celebrate with high school hockey. Lots to celebrate here on our show. Thank you for all of our listeners. Uh, we still are exceeding expectations with what we're delivering, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed our programming. Thank you to uh, Carl for calling in. Thank you to Danny. Thank you to Red and Black League and their sponsor ship to our show. We appreciate it. We'll see everybody around the week. Rink this week. These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter. When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles He 